Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back. Mind Billy Podcast, a podcast focused on beating the hell out of your negative voice, out of your inner critic, out of that voice that says you can't. North Odiase is the host. Hi. Welcome back. To start this episode, I just want to take the time, take the moment and take this opportunity to say thank you. Thank you to you who've ever listened to this podcast. You're listening now to if it's your first time listening. Thank you. Thank you. If you've ever liked and reviewed and shared this, it means the world to get this out. And whenever I'm in public and I hear people and their stories behind, oh, my friend sent this to me and you talked about this one thing and helped me in this specific time. Obviously, they're more descriptive than I am in this moment where I'm kind of vague glancing or glossing over it. They tell me about how one episode really impacted them in such a way. And I really appreciate those moments. I was with a gentleman. I was in Lubbock this weekend, as you know, for a live podcast before every single football game is what I'm doing this season. And after the live podcast, which I will talk at length this episode, after that, I went to a Torchy's Tacos and because I was hungry and I don't eat Torchy Tacos recently or ever. And not a plug, not an ad, obviously, but man, them, them Torchy Tacos are good. I got a little avocado burrito stuffed, a lot of little fixings in it. I munched, munched, got up and got another one. Anyways, I met a gentleman in there. Shout out to you if you're listening that stopped me. And he said, hey, I listen to your podcast. I love it so much. and how it impacted my life. And I use him as a point of contact and an example that so many people do that to me whenever I'm in public and behind this mic, I feel like I'm just talking in space. I'm talking to myself. So I never know who I'm actually touching. And so it's powerful when I have those one-on-one moments in real life, it really, it doesn't make it It's hard to say because I say, I was going to say it makes it worth it, but I don't do this for validation. I do it for effectiveness. I want to be effective in helping someone overcome the negative voice that they have in their own head and to showcase my story that I also have that. And I don't know. I just want to take the moment to say thank you to him and to thank you if you've ever came up to me and shared some thoughts on the pod as well. But from that, I'll leave that there and go on to another place. And the reason for the season, this episode is on a lot of different things. But I do want to touch on when expectations don't meet reality. It's tough. Whenever you have an expectation for something, your sight's set on something, you have a vision clear that you know that you need to get to. And then when you're working towards it, you expect it to be something grand. Whether you studied so hard for a test, whether you worked hard for this interview and you're in a room and you're supposed to get it, it's out of you and another candidate and you're trying to get to the picture that you saw in your head and it doesn't go that way when expectations don't meet reality. I want to talk about this today because that's literally the story 
of this weekend or the story of really this whole Texas Tech partnership that I've had. If you don't know Mindbully Podcast, obviously the one that you're listening to, and I'm in Homer, 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 Red Raider for Life, duh. And I've had the privilege to go to Texas Tech and be really involved in the community. I care. And some people think that I'm the face of the franchise, the program. I don't see it as such. I see that I'm a passionate fan, just like everybody else who will say and express their thoughts. Like I, that's who I am. And whenever you're viewed as that, and I guess respected from all accounts, from the fans, from your peers, from the athletes, and from the actual department itself and the alumni, I'm granted an opportunity to create something that helps a need from the athletic department. Our athletic department at Texas Tech has always struggled with connecting with the students exactly and the student organization, whether it's the frats and the sororities, they've always struggled to kind of connect and engage and communicate to the level in which those groups want to be communicated to. I think a part of conversation and a part of engagement, I said this and I say it again, it's not only direct engagement to get ticket sales, to get people in, it's indirectly. How do you communicate with the people that you want to get the message out to and how do you promote your brand and teach people who you are and teach people how a Red Raider acts and what we care about and what we value that we value having the raw, authentic, uncut conversations that the specific age group that you're trying to target once anyway, like the appetite of today is just raw, authentic. When I spoke to them about just our communication last month, I told you I went Flew in. I talked to our AD of our school, um, Kirby Hocutt, and we had others in there to speak on just uh, the next 10 years about Texas Tech because I'm passionate and I don't want anyone in the way, not a department, not a person, not a player, not anything in the way of our development as a student body, as a athletic department, as our teams, because Now, more than ever, we can utilize the personal brands that we have on each of our sports teams. So how do we do that in a way that fits the appetite of today? It's through personal brand. It's through stories. I've gone two years with a podcast and I know how huge it is and how impactful it is to have members of the community that people look up to like a student athlete for them to come on the show, to be vulnerable and honest, emotional exposure showing the risk, showing the uncertainty that they faced in their life and how they still overcame the mental battle, the challenge in their head. That's so powerful for people to understand and to know that. How do we create and communicate who we are and tell those stories to reach not only former Red Raiders, but prospective Red Raiders to connect and unite and make something special. The part of if I, I want to get technical and I'm revering a little bit, but that's how I am. If you listen to Mindbully podcast, I speak at length about different things, but the expectation to be the best team out, to be a winning program on the field, whether it's football, basketball, you need great players. And so for great players now in this age of NIL and the transfer portal, 
they will go to where they want to go. They have the power more than ever. So how do we know that? And how do we utilize our community, that edge that we have, showcase the stories and the real raw, authentic viewpoints that all of us Red Raiders already hold paired with an athlete story in a way that encourages them to speak and promotes their brand so they don't dip. The next couple of years, the athletes are going to go to the best schools that they feel like their personal brand can thrive. They're getting paid and it just feels like a family atmosphere. How do we actually do that? And so long story short, I'm going a lot of places here. My expectation when I signed a partnership and I said, okay, yes to this is that I'm going to bring something different to a space that is needs something different. So I idea was a podcast partnership where I would do a live show, a live mindbully podcast show in an area called the green space, which was a historic and it's still a historic area. The Lubbock municipal Coliseum got knocked down and that area was fought for by the university. So the university gained the area and Right now, the way to engage the students in the frats was to have them come on campus. Because a lot of the times when I went to Texas Tech, the problem here was the frats and sororities, where honestly everybody was come game time before the games, were off campus. So everybody would go there, party, meet, and some people would get a little bit too tipsy. And they, instead of going to the game, they took their ass home or stayed at the tailgate. It makes so much more sense to have that atmosphere on campus so that one, you go to the game and two, you're safer on campus around your peers in the same kind of community. A lot of benefits come from that. But when you have that idea, for me, it's not about just placing students somewhere. It's about actually engaging and connecting and getting down to their level and seeing what they need, seeing what they want, seeing what their frustrations are. And so I tried to do that this past week. Yes, I already know I have a show, but I knew I wanted to get in front of the frats to understand their frustrations. One of them was with the vendor that they have. And and for me on this, I don't want to just air out and say names, but I'm going to be honest about every single thing because I think, again, this is how I am as a person. And just because I have a partnership, I don't mince words. Not because, oh, Norrin's got an ego. No, because I, I, I come as one, but I stand as 10,000. It's not just about me. It's not just about my name. So in what could be putting myself out there or, oh, like, what is it? Vulnerable, jeopardizing, I guess, the position, the partnership. I don't think it would. But if it is, I don't care. I think it's important to say the truth and to tell the truth and to speak that. So saying that one of their frustration with the frats where they said they feel like their voice isn't usually heard when they have frustrations. Nobody takes it up. Nobody takes it seriously. Um, and with the vendors, they up the prices on some of the things that they're charging them with and, and those type of things. But I went to them just to understand one, their frustrations, and two, what would they like in that area? I talked about competitions, whether it's bringing uh, this frat versus this frat or this student organization versus this student organization to connect and unite that space. It, it's important to activate a space on campus to gain an upper edge. You see the other colleges that have literally dedicated tailgate 
areas where they've built and built and built on the new traditions. I think of an old Miss and long story short, I talked to them and I got their side of things. And then I went to shout out sideline provisions. They've sponsored the live show. I went, got some gear from them and, and kind of realized that not only do our student organizations have issues with our department, our small businesses also have issues with our department. Shout out tortillas and takes my boy, Jeremy, one of the co-hosts of that great podcast. You should check it out. He joined me for the live show and he, again, voiced his frustrations with the department, basically where you have head coaches on campus wanting to come on their show or players wanting to come on their show, but the athletic department doesn't want them to come on the show for some reason. So on one hand, you have this time of, of NIL, of transfer portal and pouring into the personal brand of the athlete, knowing that that is actually going to turn the tide. And it means the most me coming as an athlete, if I was in their shoes, I'm going to where I'm, I have the most exposure where my voice is known, where if my sport is a volleyball or a sport that's not seen or shed enough light on that, I can go and get on a pod, which speaks about my team and promote not only my personal brand, but promote my team and what we go through. Like I can do that. And so when you have said podcast hosts saying that those things are shut down on the back end before they can even be realized, you have a coach wanting to do a podcast and he's telling the coach or the host that he can't do it because the athletic department doesn't want him to do it. That's a problem. That is a problem. And for me, again, it's not about me. It's not about the podcast, not about the individuals. It's about the premise that we need to connect and unite our family and to make sure for the next 10 years, we're teaching people who we are and that we're teaching people what we value indirectly. Like kids that or students or anyone that don't even know or see a, Oh, they see this black brother from forward Texas, how he talk, how he speak. Oh, they're promoting him on their platform. He speaks just like me. Oh, they value that. One of my friends, cat, he was like, nah, this is good. Like cat came shout out J cat. He came to the live podcast and I put my emblem on this big screen after one of, after every show, I put it up there. I take a picture because I think it's memorable to document the opportunity. And so when I put it up there on the screen, my big, beautiful face, well, the emblem of this podcast, my belief podcast, he recognized and told me like, no, this is huge, bro. Like look around, to be honest, you don't want to few black people in here and your face on here. And they're, you're recognized in that way. Like you're up here. That's huge. And I never thought it like that. I never thought about it in that way. And I'm using this example because if the voices or the faces or the perspectives that one wouldn't expect traditionally are being highlighted from a university, from a program that opens up and invites more individuals, more perspectives, more people from different walks of life to come and be, say yes to that program. Like that's the best thing that you can do is promote 
the diversity and not only ethnic backgrounds, but perspective wise. And so when you have creatively different podcasts being shut down, different student organization being shut down or different connections with small businesses in town being shut down with connections or in terms of having a relationship within the athletic department, I have a huge issue. Going back to this episode, when expectations don't meet reality, for me, I don't know, maybe it's my ego that I thought I, my situation was going to be different with Texas Tech because I was on the committee to hire a coach at Texas Tech because I'm beloved in the community, it's going to be different because I actually really, really, really care. And I, I think that they know how much I care that I don't care about my self-promotion that I care about pouring into the student athlete, pouring into the students. Like I think that they know that I'm dedicated and I really care about what this is, that my expectation was so high about what this opportunity can be. And don't get it twisted. That hoe is still high because that is a trait from G-O-D. I know vision is a gift from God and God gives one of us vision. We give each of us vision and it's on us to carry it out, to get other people in to buy into this vision. So when I say this, I don't want to mince words and say or make it feel like, oh, he bowing out. No, I'm not. But I know part of this podcast and this premise is to showcase the journey the ups, the downs, and the in-between. And this hoe right now is definitely an in-between because I sit here with this being the third live podcast. The first one, I literally didn't have any material that I needed. And again, I don't want to bash the athletic department because again, from their standpoint, they have a lot going on. It's on game day. It's another added thing. And if you work for the department and you're not communicated to what's going on, you're like, damn, Norris got an extra thing in the green space. Like uh, some, of, some of us got to help him. And so you're stressing. If I, if I'm them, I'm behind their eyes. I already got to do their job. They're doing their job. Then they're like, damn, let me help this boy out. And it almost has me feeling like a burden to ask for something like, dang, should I ask for a stage? Should I ask for a tent? Should I ask for speakers? Which I know I need. Like if you're going to do something like this and say, and push it out and tell people and, Tell people to come. We're posted on socials. We're posting videos. Anything that I have my name on it, anything that we have our name on it as a university, we should be taking this seriously. And that's how I am. But then the voice in my head is like, bro, just chill, just chill, just chill, just chill. But I'm like, I can't chill. I got, I need certain things to happen. Long story short, the first one, the sound didn't work. I had no sound, no speakers. And so, the people, obviously, my man, his name is Drake with Texas Tech. He's been great. He's been shooting all the podcasts, the videos from there. And he was there and he was really trying and working and trying and working. And him and Jordan Hernandez and his th- those guys were really helping. But long story short, the, the sound didn't work. And so we s- scrapped it. We made a little vlog. We still haven't posted the vlog yet, but we had the little little hold mics and we went around and just asked silly questions at every frat. Like we went from frat to frat to kind of just engage the area and connect with the students. And a lot of it is trial and error as we took the feedback from what we garnered, like what is right and what is wrong. We took that to the next time 
two weeks later, I go from having to drive five hours, having to find a place to stay, no stage, no sound, to the next week. I felt like we all were on the same page. We had a stage. We had, first of all, the accommodations this time. Like I actually got a flight instead of driving five hours to come to nothing. And I don't hold a grudge. And I've been asking God, like, work on me. I have forgiveness. I have forgiveness in my heart because God will never bless. And he can't bless what you can't forgive. So I know that I can handle what I can control. And I say, God, forgive me for being pissed off because I was pissed off after week one. Week two, it seemed like everything was in place. Like the sound worked. Everything was a go. but there are still some changes that needed to happen. And so because of week one, I couldn't really know what a live stream looked like for an hour, 30 minutes, 90 minutes live stream. I kind of just winged it week two and I was just doing me and I liked it. And I think, and I know there's areas of improvement, 90 minutes. I was just talking and just, I, I did a lot of talking to guys and girls about, Oh, what you doing? The first time you see a girl here, what you saying, which goes against everything that I say in this podcast, it's really an intimate podcast, a thought provoking podcast, but I felt like I had to engage student athletes in that area quickly. Which way could I do that? I thought through relationship questions, long story short, I did that whole podcast. I'm thinking it did well. I think it, it, it went well. And we all saw what it could be. We had an expectation of, okay, this is the expectation. We're going to come and actually have sound, actually have a stage, actually have real intention behind what we're doing. So we can take that even better next week to week three. And so saying all that, I went ahead and went to go get sponsorships, those type of things. Sideline Provision is going to help me out and give some free gear for giveaways. It's going to be great. One of my friends, she flew in to come help and see from a different landscape of how this opportunity could actually do much more than I even think. And so I'm going in and week three, I get there. And there's a stage and there's no tent. And my show is in an hour. <laughs> and it's tough. And it's not even about the materials. Obviously, it is about the materials not being there. But it's about the lack of communication. And for me, I think it's the lack of Respect. I don't know. I'm trying so hard not to get offended because last minute we're going email back and forth. And basically they're saying they're pulling it off tech athletics, YouTube page. And they're like, put it on my YouTube page, which as you know, I'm trying to build that out slowly. But the point of a partnership is collaboration, not promotion. Promotion doesn't convert. It doesn't change thing. It doesn't like add new eyes. The whole idea is, is to collaborate on something big to add new eyes to this situation, to this opportunity. If you have a platform like a Texas Tech and you're showcasing one, the talent, let's say I'm a content creator for the university, basically, like why isn't that not on the platform? And just having that under the brand does so much for the brand because it showcases a different, unique perspective 
creating a different and first opportunity that means so much for so many other people under the brand that does so much. So that's why I was really confused about, okay, why are you pulling this? If it's on creative, like the creative side of things, like the contents within the show, I think the talent in the show should be consulted about that. And we should go back and forth, but long story short, that was a no. So I had to do it on my platforms, which is great, which is cool, but it has me in a mode of do people care? And in this life, if you're listening and you want to do big things, you want to do things not even just for your area, for your city, for your school, but you want to do things that inspires the young dreamers, the youth to look outside of themselves, to know that they can accomplish even their wildest dreams from just a wild thought. When you want to do something grand, you expect the steps to do something grand. You expect intention to be placed in every step of the way. You expect people to act like you and to understand what you want to read your mind as I'm thinking this through. And so part of me wants to be pissed off, but another part wants me to be understanding, and I am. But I just think there's a point where as an entity, you got to get out of the way if you want to grow because you can't say you want something, engagement with fans, connection, and still have the same ways that you've done it over and over and over and over and over again to get to another place. When expectations don't meet reality, it means you're within your fight. You're within the journey. You're within the change stage. Because to change, there has to be transition. There has to be friction to change. <laughs> to get somewhere new, you have to go through something new. And I, man, this is something new for me. I'm being humbled. I'm being challenged. My brain, my spirit, my energy from working all this pre-production stuff to getting behind the camera, behind the mic to, oh, we having the energy for a fan to have a good conversation with a Keenan Ward to listen to it back, to know that, oh, the feedback and the signals from this mic to this speaker is loud and screeching and I can't even use the audio to thinking back and my mind believes in my head like, idiot, you're wasting your damn time. You're doing all this for what? You're exerting yourself. You're asking all these people to be on the show. Then they come to the show. Then it's like a, what is this kind of show? Is there any intentionality? Is there any support to back this show, then you're asking individuals that's done great things at Texas Tech, student athletes, coaches to come to this show. And it's like, bro, what is this? You guys have one desk. You have no backdrop. The wind is blowing. The set's about to just tear up. It's like, it looks like no one cares. So why would a guest come here and be 
enthusiastic about sharing their story. I don't know. These are all the random thoughts that come in my head when expectations don't meet reality. That voice in your head is the loudest in those moments. Because that voice in your head, your mind bully, wants you to have everything perfect, to have everything planned out, to have everything go exactly like you have it in your head. And if anything shifts, let's say you show up and the setup is not ready again after you thought you got some progress week two from having nothing week one. And so grab back to square one or square zero. When that voice is loud in your head saying like, I told you so (laughs) you better as well not come back next week, pack it up. Don't even try to do something new because nobody else even cares. They don't see it like you do. So your voice is not valuable. Your voice is not heard. You should quit. The thing that I would say (laughs) is to not give a shit. I just went to rhyme. But no, the thing that I would say in that opportunity, in that situation, in that challenge, see what it could be. And ask yourself, what is my expectation? Ask yourself, what is the expectation I'm placing on myself, on this opportunity, on this vision that I have in my head? What is the expectation? Where does the expectation come from? What if it doesn't look like what I have it in my head? What does that tell me about myself? Like, what are the stories that overwhelm my thoughts about myself? And for me, I just want a connected space. I really want for this green space to be a conduit of change because I know, and I've said this before, I care about the student athlete, care about the student. I care about everyone. And so how do we create a space that excites and unites our family to then spiral off into other creative endeavors based off the foundation of, okay, these guys actually care and we're doing something new. I know we have so many smart voices and smart people that can create, but they've just been silenced. Now that we have a voice that will push, because I'm going to push, how do I add other people and shine a light on different guys? That's why I'm so happy that Shout out to Camden Reese. Shout out to Brian, my boy, Brian, that he's literally been driving from, what is it, Brownfield to come record and to shoot videos. That's the same thing to photography. I want to bring on people that are the unheralded superstars, the unknown stories for them to have a platform, a connection with a university that does a lot for not only their careers, but learning wise, because I wish I would have had that growing up, like people that cared about my development as a person. And okay, let's say you have a unique idea, a trait in you that you want to do, having somebody say, okay, you can do it. And then bringing you to a platform, to a level that you can actually see you can do it. That's a lot. I'm so big on that. Once you bring people in the right environment for them to make the answers for themselves. And part of me is like, damn, 
So I should be grateful. I am grateful. And that's the thing with expectation. When expectations don't meet reality, there's always a level that you must get to of, I'm so grateful for this moment and not look at it as this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. And it's kind of hard. I'm not going to lie because when you have a contract and things are supposed to be one way and you think it's a university, so it's supposed to be one way. You're like, all right, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. And you're like, I don't want to bash them, but I know professionally I should document everything. So it's not done wrong the next time. But then it's like, you should also be grateful and be thankful. And a part of me is like, I don't want to step on toes because I'm Norris and I'm beloved here. And I love like everyone here, but it's like, when it's not the standard, a foot got to be put down for us to uphold our standard. It don't matter about how we even feel about each other. It's about our brand and our brand is raw and authentic and a family, a community, we have to uphold that. We're not upholding that if we're not even respecting a student athlete that's trying to help, or we're not even respecting our own idea that we had. We're not respecting and holding it to high regard in your life, in your story. If you want to do something, if you want to become something, respect your idea and respect it to the highest regard. Hold that thing close to you and wake up the next day with a mindset focused on seeing it play out every single day. And I don't know, I'm saying this and I'm using this podcast for obviously a venting session, but a session and a place to one say my expectations for this partnership, this live partnership with Texas tech is high. Because I know what it will do for not only myself, duh, not only Red Raiders, duh, but just the next generation. It showcases what happens when you're raw, you're authentic, you're yourself, you invite vulnerability, you invite and you're emotionally exposed, you're uncertain, you provide that risk, you provide all those factors into conversations what that does for people, how people see that, oh, damn, I'm not alone. They go from Monday to Friday. They're working in class. They're doing all these things. They're trying to prove, prove, prove. They're, they're feeling isolated. So they go to these little groups and try to get, oh, just fit in. And then they come to a green space and they listen to different conversations. Yes, they have fun, but they realize like, oh, shit, it's okay to be myself. I know that there's value. Spit it out. I know that that's so valuable. I don't know. This is a vent session and just a moment where the expectation, spit it out. Just a moment where the expectation in my head is not currently meeting the reality that I see. And if you're like me and you're listening to this right now and the expectations in your head about your life, whether it's your work life, your relationship life, your health life, your life within your head, when where you're at is not where you think you should be, what will you do next? Will you look at it the same way that you've always been looking at it? A victim mentality. 
that someone did you wrong, that someone owes you an apology, that someone needs to come and fix and help you get out of it. Because that's what I'm thinking. I need this. I need this. I got feedback, so I can't even use the audio. So I need a whole team. I need this. I need that. And the athletic department, they should bring more and more and more. (laughs) I'm being taught a lesson that if you have a vision that God gave you, it's not on you to blame anyone else for things not going the right way. It's on you to trust it, trust the journey. Control the controllables, what you can. To step outside of yourself and become somebody else that you don't have to be scared to ask for help. You don't have to have so much pride to have no way of asking for help. Because I don't know, some part of me is the past week I look for sponsorship. I got one sponsorship. I asked one person because I was literally YouTube university. How do you get sponsorships? Because I would need funds to make this work. How do you get in-kind? Because in-kind sponsorships are like gifted sponsorship. So I'm like, I don't, maybe it's the pride of knowing who I am and wanting people to see me as, oh, he got to figure it out. I don't know. It's not that. And I don't want to say anything that is not because it's not that. It's just I want everything to be done right. And I want people to care about what I'm building. How do I get people to care about what I'm building? It's about keep showing vulnerability and keep being real and keep pushing for what I'm pushing for. If you're listening and your expectation is high, keep pushing for it. Just because with your eyes, you can't see it doesn't mean it's not worth it. If you see it with your heart, keep at it. If you feel it in your heart, if you feel it, not the actual feeling that we use with our senses. If you feel it, if you know it, if you know it, if you know it in your heart that this will work out. No matter how I feel in this moment, like my sense is saying, damn, I'm tired. The wind blowing in my damn face when I'm trying to have an interview. I'm so thankful that there's hella people right here, but the wind is blowing. The gifts are going everywhere. I'm having a great conversation with a guest, but the feedback, my feelings, my senses are saying one thing. But my heart said another. My heart said, man, we really impacted people and we got a K-State Wildcat who was alone to talk to a Red Raider and to find a friend and to have conversations and to express in that moment was huge. I don't know. When your expectations aren't meeting your current reality, keep going. Ask yourself, what is the expectation that I have? What is the vision that I have? Why do I have this vision? Am I on the right track? Am I controlling the things that I can? Am I surrounding myself with people that understand that it's a journey? Am I surrounding myself with people that know that you should not compare to another man and that are pouring into you? Because when you get on IG and they say, I thought you had a little event, how was it? And then they see it and they're like, oh, 
that's all right. That's you need to do this and you need to do that. And they get overly critical, not knowing that they're not the man in the arena. They don't know what it is like to start an event and try to push it and push it and push it and have pushback, 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 but still smile at everybody like, oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. But then after your piss pre pregame, as soon as oh record, you got to turn into a whole different person because 90 minutes, you got to engage. You got to actually pour in life and think about and talk about the things that you actually want to talk about, not the BS. They don't know what all that is. How do you surround yourself with people that get it when expectations don't meet reality? Know that life goes on and you have another at bat. There's another opportunity to exceed your own expectations. Because you know what my God says, now unto him who knows exceedingly abundantly above all that we may ask or think. That's who I serve. That's who I serve. Thank you for listening. If you like it, rate and review this podcast. It does the world. In the next episode, I'll see you then. Hey, Genix, you going off?